Audio is rolling. Robert, how you doing, man? Hope you're doing well. All right, I'm going to roll this up here. All right. Oh, Lord, I pray you help me with this, God. Let it come across clear. Lord, let my mind be set on the right things. Help me not to be so tired right now. Lord, get through this in Jesus' name. Amen. You ready, Easton? Yes. Your camera set up? You're, uh, you good? Okay, here we go. We are not left here on our own to accomplish God's will. When Jesus was ascended into heaven, nope. We are not left here on our own to, on our own, <laughs> on our own, on our own. Here we go. We are not left here on our own to accomplish God's will in our lives. See, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he sent us the Holy Spirit. And today I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you about who he is and who he is to us. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1 through 7, it says this, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, Corinth, gosh, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, <laughs> why, why do I keep messing this up? Corinth, Corinth, Corinth. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul had, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would, who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit, hold on. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about 12 in all. Take a break real quick. I believe the scripture has given us a clear indication that even though they were believers, they still had not encountered the Holy Spirit. In our everyday lives, if we're not careful, we could miss the Holy Spirit. We could ignore his voice. We could miss opportunities to meet with him. So today I want to highlight the Holy Spirit in this video. I want to highlight who he is and again, who he is to us. But often when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, I think sometimes we feel like we're picking sides, you know, like I'm team Jesus or I'm team God or I'm team Holy Spirit. But, but the truth is this, and scripture, scripture teaches us that they are one. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, it says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. See, it's God in essence, but three in person. Philippians chapter 1, verse 2 says, Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Titus 2.13 says, Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 5, verse 3 through 4, it says, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not your own in your own control? Why have you, con con <clears throat> why have you conceived this thing in your heart you have not lied to men, but to God. So in these three scriptures that we just read, the scripture clearly points out the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and it identifies or labels as each one as God. 
So when we're talking about the Holy Spirit, we have to remember that we're not talking about a baby God. We're not talking about a God that is less divine. The Holy Spirit is God. We see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, that He was there in the beginning when creation had started. In Genesis, in, in, oh man, there you go. We see this in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 2. It says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. So He was there in the beginning of time. We see that He empowered the prophets throughout the Old Testament. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, says, For prophecy never came by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. He was at the baptism of Jesus, and He was the power in the resurrection. The Holy Spirit is not any less God. He is God. He is divine. He is great. And don't, don't, ever, don't ever take for granted the privilege that it is to know Him. So I, I've said this before, and I think, you know, some of us may have said this too, that we say things like, man, I wish I would have been alive in the days of Jesus, where I would have seen the miracles, and I would have seen how He worked. And I get the idea of that, but the truth is this, is that we are alive in a greater time. We're alive in a, in a wonderful time where it's not that we have to watch what Jesus is doing. It's that God can now do those same things in our lives. This is an amazing time. Jesus says this in John chapter 16, verse 7 through 9. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Hold on real quick. <clears throat> so even Jesus was telling his disciples, it's better that I go away because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Again, we say, man, I wish I could have seen Jesus do these things, but God wants to see it done through you. The power of God is working. It's the power of the Holy Spirit because he is God. And the best part about it is, yes, he's God, but he's also personal. He's not a thing. He's not just a random force or a random cloud. He is, in fact, a person. John chapter 15, verse 26 says, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. John chapter 16, verse 13 and 14 says this, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Here the, the scripture is clearly telling us that it is not an it. The Holy Spirit is not, oh, i got to say that again, I messed up the, way, the phrasing. <clears throat> here the, <clears throat> here we go, here we go, here we go. Right here the scripture is clearly teaching us that the Holy Spirit is not an it. It is a he. Oh, I keep saying it is. He's not an it. It is. There we go. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Right here, scripture is teaching us that the Holy Spirit is not an it. He is a person. Did I say it again? No. The Holy Spirit is not. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, I'll say it again. I. Right here, the scripture is teaching us that the Holy Spirit is not an it. He's not a thing. He is a person. 
and he can be known. Think about this. this. This gives me revelation in my prayer life. This gives me revelation as I read the word. The fact that I understand, I know now that the Holy Spirit is in fact a person that we can actually know, that we can actually talk to, that we can walk with, that, that we can have this personal relationship with. I think that's absolutely incredible. And what we've done is we've made the Holy Spirit so common because we refer to him as an it or as, as a mystical force that we don't realize the greatness that we have, that we have actually God in us. Holy Spirit is in us. So my question to you, that we now that we know he's a person, that he, he, we can be in relationship with him, my question is how do you treat him? Because this relationship must be guarded. It's easy to sin against a force or to sin against a cloud or, or to sin against this mysterious uh, spirit. But, but it's harder to sin against a person. Knowing that he can be grieved, knowing that he can be hurt, knowing that he can be lied to, knowing that he can be dishonored. This is all true about the Holy Spirit, just as it is true about any other person. That he, the, it, Scripture teaches us that the Holy Spirit grieves, he's dishonored, he's lied to, he's sinned against. This is all what, what happens to, to, oh no, 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 I messed up, no. All right, where can I go? Where can I go from? How do we treat him? How do we treat him? How do we treat him? <clears throat> Now that we understand that the Holy Spirit is in fact a person, my question to you is how do we treat the Holy Spirit? Is he welcomed within our lives? Because the truth is this, is he's not welcomed everywhere. He's not welcomed in every church. He's not welcomed in all religions. He's not welcomed in every home. And he's not welcomed in every heart. Do you welcome the Holy Spirit into your life? Or do you treat him like a mystical force? Do you treat him just like a cloud or an idea or something that we can never really know? Or do you treat him as a friend? Because think about this, if he is a person, and if he is somebody that we can know, that means he can be grieved. The scripture teaches us that. That means he can be lied to. That means he can be dishonored. That means he can be uh, 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 mistreated. That means he can be pushed away. But if that is true about the Holy Spirit, which I believe it is, I don't want to be that person, and I know you don't either. I don't want to be the one that lies to him. I don't want to be one that dishonors him or disobeys him. I don't want to be one that pushes him away. I want to be one who loves him who honors Him, who welcomes Him in, who obeys Him. I want to please the Holy Spirit as I know that I can walk with Him, as I know that I can have a personal relationship with Him. I want to please Him with everything that I look at, with the way that my mind thinks, with the things that I say, with the way that I act, with the way that I treat others and talk, to, talk about others and, and live my life. I want to please the Holy Spirit because He is a person and if we can have this personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, what He does is so, it's, a, it's really a miracle because He takes dead things and brings life to them. Think about this. In the beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, which we read earlier, He was hovering over the darkness, over the void, over the waters. And when, he, when His Spirit was touching creation, he, he, it, it came to life. It came to life. This is what the Spirit does. What He touches comes to life and if he would touch your life if you would welcome him in to your your heart your home your family you would begin to see a transformation from dead to life because that's what he does in second corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it says but we with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord take a break real quick you may, have, you may have chaos in your life. You may feel dead in your spirit. You may feel dead in religion. You may, you may be going through things that most people won't understand. But I want to encourage you with this, that the Holy Spirit 
is God. He is a person and he is available to you. And if you would let him in your life, you would see the transformation take place from glory to glory because what God touches, what the spirit of God touches, he brings to life. So today, welcome him into your life. When you go into prayer, when you go into reading the word, when you go into your time of devotion, remember that he is not just a mystical force, but he is in fact a person. And when you go to him in faith, you encounter him, you can speak with him, you can meet with him, you could have this relationship with him. Don't sell yourself short. Don't take the Holy Spirit as some common thing. Don't, don't lose the privilege of what it is to know him. So that's my, my message for you today. Who is the Holy Spirit? He is God. He is personal and he is available. I hope this message blessed your life. I hope it's encouraged you. I hope our, all of our messages encourage you and challenge you and equip you to become a, a better leader, a better Christian, a better disciple, someone who becomes closer to the Lord. If these videos have been a blessing to you, I want to ask you if you would support us monthly. You, if you would be willing to do that, you can do that on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. And if you have decided to do that, oh my gosh, Okay. Is it? Okay. If this video blessed you, I want to ask if you'd become a month. <clears throat> here we go. Here we go, Mike. Come on. If this video blessed you, I want to ask if you'd become a monthly supporter of Reclaim Media. It's because of supporters that we're able to do this content every week, that we're able to, to send out our blogs, to send out our emails. It's all because of supporters. So if you're able to do that, I'd ask you to become a monthly supporter. Maybe you're saying, man, I would really love to help, but I can't do it monthly. Then I'd ask you to do a one-time gift. Maybe you can't do anything financially. Then I'd ask you to support by liking, commenting, and sharing this video. Send it to a family member. Send it to somebody who needs to be encouraged by this. But thank you again for watching, and I'll see you next week. Done. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun.